he's my patient. I saw him three days ago and there's nothing wrong. Something's went badly wrong because obviously he's now yeah. he's now dead on the dead on the street. Even that day I didn't have a chest pain. I'd like I don't well if I did I don't remember. Yeah. But I was on the phone talking to Joanne at the time and at no no point did I tell her there was there was there was something wrong. I, I, I couldn't I couldn't lie in a hospital bed for the rest of my life. That just that wasn't happening. Welcome to PMP, the Partners and Positivity Podcast where Ashling Burnett and myself, Sarah Harty, warriors of EBP, SBP, DHB, that's emotionally bulletproof, spiritually bulletproof, divine human beings, aim to wake up and shake up the nation through positivity, humour and shared wisdom. Before we get stuck into another awesome episode, we just want to let you know that we have a donation page if you wish to support the podcast and help us to continue providing more amazing episodes for you. If you want to Google Partners in Positivity, you'll find our Buzzsprout site and on there you can find a support button. You can click on that and support to your heart's content. Whether it's a one-time donation or a monthly subscription, we really appreciate all the donations that we get. Thanks so much. Enjoy the episode. Thanks for joining us for our 2022 series. This is our first podcast of the series with the wonderful Jim Goldie here beside me, one of Ashley's great friends. And wow, has he some story to share and inspire us with. Welcome, Jim. Welcome, how are you doing? Good. Thanks, thanks for having us today. You're more than, more than welcome. So that's right, it is the year 2022, but we are going to talk about something that happened back in 2014. But before we do that, I'll just tell you that me and Jim would have met in around the year 2005-2004. While I was in college, I worked in Ladbrokes and Jim was my manager. So we know each other since then. We always kept in touch. He was a great boss and all of us always got on great in Labrooks. We had a great laugh. So <laughs> through Facebook then in 2014, I found out something had happened in Jim's life. And we shall talk about that today. It's, um, I think it's a bit of a miraculous story and it's, I think you're going to find a lot of inspiration for it and it's, very unique yeah we just wanted to share jim's story with you because it's just amazing so jim can you can you tell us a little bit about what happened um well i had left ladbrooks in june time roughly 2014 went to america on holiday um for a few weeks, um, had went home, came back to Ireland, and wasn't doing anything, but out in the morning with Joanne, my partner at the time, um, to go shopping. Um, went shopping, went for lunch. Joanne went to teacher dance school, and on the way home, um, 
walking up the street, I had a cardiac arrest and died for 15 minutes to start with. Um, and then was taken to hospital and died again for another six minutes. Spent six weeks in a coma. And then after that, sort of spent another, I don't really know how long it took, yeah. recovering. Um, so that's, that's the kind of general stories to what, to what happened. I find that fascinating. So Jim, when you say you died for 15 minutes, do you mean you were like completely dead? What happened? Um, <clears throat> I don't know the, the, the kind of medical terms, but um, yes, basically I was dead for, um, I took cardiac arrest and the doctor's words, I was dead before I hit the ground. Um, when I hit the ground, like I, I hurt my cheek and broke my collarbone and stuff, but I felt absolutely nothing. Um, but just in case anybody doubted, I was the luckiest person in the world. There was a car going down the street and I fell out in front of the car and there was a nurse in the car and the nurse got out of the car and started doing CPR. Yeah. Wasn't entirely comfortable with how she was doing it. I think she was training. Mm -hmm. um, so she asked the passenger in the car to run down to the corner of the street that was just out in Seabury in Malahide and get the doctor. There was a GP surgery there. So the GP came round and it was Dr John Gilbert, who was my own GP. No way. Who, yeah, who I'd only seen two or three days before. Yeah. For just um, stuff, stuff for my, my asthma, but it wasn't nothing serious. And he told the nurse to put in a second 999 call and tell them that, and that this is John Gilbert from Seabury Medical Practice. Mm -hmm. Um. <clears throat> And he's my patient. I saw him three days ago and there's nothing wrong. Something's went badly wrong because obviously he's now yeah. he's now dead on the dead on the street. Uh, Dr. Gilbert took over the CPR. When the nurse put in the second nine 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 call, there was a fire brigade passing from C Division and Swords and they heard the second nine 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 call and yeah. they had a fibrillator, so they decided that they better stop and help out. And that whole thing about <clears throat> me taking a cardiac arrest, falling, um, going the girl running to the doctor, Dr John Gilbert come around, um, putting in the second 999 call, and the fire brigade turning up took a total of six minutes. I was on the phone when it happened, so everything was timed on the phone. So all that stuff that took that took six minutes, and within that six minutes they had got my my heart restarted. Yeah, incredible. I mean, you couldn't make it up, but every every word every word that that's that's true, yeah. and that that's what's recorded. Obviously, I know nothing nothing about what happened. Yeah. I can vaguely remember walking up the street and thinking about. <clears throat> couple of things I had to do. I was going home to make dinner. Mm. Um, and the kind of luck started even before that. Joanne phoned me when I was on the bus on the way home. She went, Jim, you're going home to make dinner? And I said, yeah, yeah, why? You forgot to buy onions. And I was like, I can kind of laugh. And she went, you always cook your onions first. I said, yeah, I know. So you'd have got to the house and yeah. been your grumpy wee self, you might have. I said, yeah, thanks very much. I'll go to the shop. I got off the bus and I walked a couple of hundred yards 
to the shop, to the mm -hmm. centre, and then walked back the way to the house. If I hadn't went to the shops, I'd have been in the house when it happened. And obviously I wouldn't have survived it because I'd have been in the house. Yeah, would they support supported you better as well? From, from everything. Would, uh, nobody would have saw me because I'd have been in the yeah. house. It was, I don't know, I was very, very, very lucky that day. It's amazing how in those moments everything matters. Every single thing. Every small you know? detail. Yeah. Every small detail. Um, you know, the, the chances of the nurse being passing in a car, almost none. The chances of me being the doctor a couple of days before. Um, the fire brigade passing, mm. just everything all happened uh, to keep to keep to keep me alive. And how were you <coughs> feeling health wise leading up to that moment? I was absolutely fine. Yeah. I was absolutely fine. Um, I didn't know. Well, I had no indication at all that there was anything wrong. Yeah. Um, I had never had a chest pain. Even that day, I didn't have a chest pain. I'd like I don't. Well, if I did, I don't remember. Yeah. But I was yeah. on the phone talking to Joanne at the time. And and no no point did I tell her there was there was there was something wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so like a freak attack, is it? Basically, yeah. It? yeah. Basically, there's no. Even now, they didn't. They get. They didn't. Like in the hospital and stuff, they didn't give me any explanation as to 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 why it happened. Um, I've got. They've done a couple of operations, but eight stents in my heart, mm. um, to to widen some of the arteries. But excuse me, the there was talk when I was when I first woke up that they were going to do heart surgery and give me a defibrillator. You can get one actually, an yeah. internal one. Um, and after a few weeks, so there's no point doing it because anything that we can see that is wrong, that would need you to get a defibrillator, you don't fit. That just doesn't. Yeah. It's not. It's not right. Um, it wasn't necessary. No, absolutely not. It wasn't necessary. Mm. It was just a freak that happened. Um, and I'm here now, so very, 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 very lucky. Yeah. And incredibly grateful. I mean, it's been a long journey, but yeah. um, incredibly grateful that everything, everything kind of fell into place on the day. Yeah. So then they brought you to hospital and then you ended up in a coma. Brought me to hospital, my heart stopped again. At this time it was stopped for 15 minutes. Um, they got it started again, but I didn't wake up and I was in a coma. I was in the 21st of October that happened. Mm -hmm. um, I remember waking up on the 30th of November. I probably woke up a few days before that, just don't remember. Yeah. Um. Because the conscious and fully conscious, maybe on that day. Or yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and on the, like I can remember, knowing that it was the thirtieth of November. At that time, I had no idea that I couldn't walk. Um, I knew I couldn't talk, but my 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 face and throat was full of tubes. Mm -hmm. But I believed I could walk, which it turned out I couldn't. But um, I thought I could. Um, when the doctors were sitting at the side of the bed, I don't know whether they're fully aware of how much you can hear and mm. how much you can yeah. but I could hear them and I could hear them talking that you know he's going to have to do rehab he's going to have to do and I'm lying in the bed like with my toes under the cover going don't know why they're saying that there's nothing wrong with my, 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 my legs are working um, as it turned out when I left him out of the bed they weren't working but I didn't I didn't I didn't know that at the time um, I was desperate to get out of the bed I just I'd been lying in the bed for six weeks um, I didn't know how long it had been, but see when you wake up, I was, 
I knew I'd been in hospital for a long time. Yeah. I didn't remember much about being in a coma. I do I do remember some things, um, or at least I've got those memories of what happened, whether they actually happened or whether it was just me thinking about them. I can't I can't I can't tell you that. Yeah. Um, did you know when you when you did wake up on November thirtieth? Did you have any idea what happened or why you were there, or did you have to collect that information from the people around you? I knew when I woke up. See, when you wake up from a coma, then you fall asleep. When you wake up again, you've forgotten what happened because they give you the drugs that induce a coma. Mm -hmm. So you're likely to forget stuff because of the drugs that they've been giving you, just so you don't wake up in panic. You know, mm -hmm. they want they want it to be a wee bit better controlled. Yeah. Um, I knew I'd been in the hospital a long time. I knew I'd been in the coma, but I couldn't tell you what, like how long I'd been in. I had no idea of time scale or, you know, mm -hmm. if I, if I was told it was three days, I would have believed it was three days. Mm -hmm. But you, I kind of knew it had to be had to be longer than that. Mm -hmm. You know, my brothers were there. My mum and dad were obviously there. Um, so I couldn't I couldn't tell you. I can remember bits of being in a coma. But I don't know where that fits into. Was it the start, the middle, the end? I, I can't. I can't yeah. tell you that. I don't. I don't have any idea. And there was a lot happening outside with your family, with your friends, while you were in a coma. What was going on? Oh, there was so much going on. Um, Joanne had a page on Facebook where everyone was contacting her, mm -hmm. and um, obviously contacting my parents. But they were all phoning mobile phone calls from. Because he couldn't get me at home, there was nobody at home. So Joanne decided to put her Jim's recovery page on on Facebook, yeah. uh, and jo Joanne was keeping up so that everybody knew what was going on and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it was great seeing all the messages because although the, when I first woke up, I couldn't read. I tried to write. I couldn't. I couldn't hold a pen and write properly. Um, they told me that I was, well they didn't tell me, but they told my family that I've got a long, long road for recovery. Yeah. Um, and they were a bit shocked that when I woke up, I was trying to speak but couldn't. Mm -hmm. So I decided that I'd use my mobile phone. Yeah. And obviously nurses were looking at me going, no he won't, he doesn't know what a mobile phone is. <laughs> but I kept kind of trying to get it and Joanne eventually went, you need to give him that because he's just getting agitated. Mm -hmm. And I unlocked it, putting the code in. And how did he do that? He doesn't know what a mobile phone is, but I unlocked the phone. I then tried to text, which I couldn't do. I thought I was texting, but I was just sending yeah. all kind of randomly hitting buttons. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was, it was very, very. It was kind of strange, but you're not aware. I wasn't aware of how bad things, thing, things kind of were, yeah. because to me everything was. I'd woke up. I was in the hospital, and it was normal. And this is like waking up out of a dream. Basically, I um, but without being aware of that, I thought I was speaking. Then I knew it wasn't because of the tubes. Yeah. Then I thought I'd sent a text, which I hadn't done. I hadn't mm. locked the phone. That was that. That was basically it. Yeah. Uh, then they got me to try and write what I was trying to say, and uh, I've seen one of the bits of paper, and it was just. I mean, it was basically just a mess across a page. I thought I was writing, which which I which I wasn't. Um, it's amazing the difference of what's happening in our mind compared to what's happening in reality, or something. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it was. I mean, it, 
some of the things that happened while I was in the coma, like the nurse came in to the room and had said about, you know, it's great that your brother is still alive and stuff, but he's got this long road ahead of him. Um, and my older brother said, I need to stop you there. Why? He said, well, you're saying how hard it's going to be and all the rest of it, but yeah. you're forgetting how kind of stubborn and awkward he can be. <laughs> if he decides he's going to find a way to do something, mm. he's got a chance of doing it, but he won't want to hear how hard it is. He won't want to hear because he's lying in the bed. He'll know. That would be he, very he, he, he'll know, aye. Mm. Um, I said, but if he can find a way, he'll, he'll find it. Um, but he won't want to listen to somebody telling him how hard it's going to be because all you're doing is telling him what he already knows. Um, just leave him alone, he'll find it. And the, the, you're right. I'm not saying he put the nurse out of the room, that would be overstating it, but he was kind of like, I know you're trying to help, but mm. we know, you know, when my mum's a nurse, we know that my brother's in trouble. Yeah. But we're also quite confident that the stubborn we, I won't repeat the language you use, but <laughs> the stubborn way we personal um find a way of getting through this. That's amazing, isn't um, it? Your brother wasn't gonna drop the baton for you. No, not, it was, not a it's, chance. It's quite it's quite <laughs> amazing when you hear things like that happening. Yeah. Um obviously at the time I had no no idea. No idea it happened. Yeah. First time when it sank in for me how bad things were was I was agitating to get out of the bed. Um I, I wanted it was ridiculous but I just wanted to go to the toilet. And um, the event nurse eventually decided to get the physio. And the physio was a big guy and he was like, right, we'll, we'll lift him out of the bed. Obviously expecting to lift me straight back into the bed. So he got me to hold on and I'm holding on to, I got a zimmer frame in my left hand and holding the bed with my right hand. And he walked away from me. Can you stand? Yeah. Um, and I'm going to nod my head. I can't speak properly at this stage. And I went to follow him. And he turned round and I was obviously clearly upset. He's like, what's wrong? I'm pointing my legs, nothing happened. And he's like, I haven't told you how to work them yet. And you know how patient I am at work, I'm like, I don't know how to work my bleeding legs. Mm. Uh, and he's like, no, I'll tell you how to work them. And I'm like, right, okay. So he told me move my left leg, move my right leg, and I did. And he was like, that was better than I thought. I was like, <laughs> and I'm still being my usual patient self going, it's my own legs, it's not like I don't know how to work them. Yeah. Of course I didn't know how to work them, but I hadn't, that hadn't really sunk in yet. And within an hour or so, I had lifted the Zimmer frame and was walking down the ward. Within how long? I think it was within an hour oh, of him God. first getting me to walk. Um, so it sounded as if it was this big dramatic thing. For me it wasn't, it was just like, yeah, I'm going to go up. Yeah, they're a bit kind of stiff, but yeah, I'll, I'll walk in a minute, and that and that and that's what happened. Um, that wasn't supposed to happen. They were quite convinced that I'd have to do the rehab and all the rest of it, um, which I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have to do. That's brilliant. That was. I mean, that was an absolute miracle. I've yeah. no idea how it happened or why. Um, I can't say. You know, there's no medical reason why everything happened as quickly yeah. as it did. Something you might never know the answer to, you know? No, mm. no. And, I mean, the doctors were amazing. Um, two, there was one, Dr. Sarah, another guy, and Dr. Solomon. Um, he, I think they're both, both left moment now. Mm. 
about how they got kept me alive. Doctor Sarah was the one that kept me alive. Then Doctor Solon, he was the one that did the, 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 the stents in the heart and all that sort of oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they were amazing, done absolutely amazing. And what were what were your family friends doctors expecting in terms of how long you'd be in coma or? How long they'd be in the coma they didn't know mm -hmm. because they tried to wake me a couple of times mm -hmm. and I didn't I didn't wake up. Yeah. I don't know exactly how many times they tried to wake me, yeah. but I know it was at least a couple, mm -hmm. um, and I didn't I didn't wake up, and when that wasn't happening, the, the doctors and nurses were getting a bit pessimistic that yeah. this is this is this is going to be long. Um, I was booked into the to do the re, the rehab, and one of the times I walked to the toilet, and I can't tell you what time was the first time, second time, whatever. I don't remember. Um, but I heard the nurse cancelling a rehab, but I really wasn't paying attention. I was just concentrating on trying to walk to the toilet. Um, and I heard the nurse saying, no, 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 it's... We went kind of quiet, and then she said something along the lines of, no, 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 he hasn't died. You know what? He's just walked past me. And I'm all, all I've got in my head is, I'm going to the toilet. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've not got much time, I need to get to the toilet. Yeah. And I was halfway down the corridor before I realised that she was actually talking about me. Um, and you're looking at her going, oh, the nurses actually thought I, was, I, could, I could die. But that's not, that doesn't end, that didn't enter my head. Yeah. I just had to walk. Well, I needed to go to the toilet, so yeah. I had to walk to the toilet. And that's, that's the only thing that, that, that was in my head. But that kind of helped. The fact that, I mean, you were up to my and you know, when I get something in my head, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Yeah. And nothing will get in the way. Um, and I think having that attitude, kind of, kind of positive attitude of, yeah, this might be an unusual and awkward situation, um, mm. but I have to do it. I don't have an option. Yeah. Um, it's not like... I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't lie in a hospital bed for the rest of my life. That just... It wasn't happening, yeah. um, so I decided that whatever it would take, I, I, I would walk, and I did. Um, it took a long time. No, not the walking. The walking was a freak. I don't know how. I don't know how I got up and I walked, but yeah. and I'm sure there could be. I'm seeing that as if that happened like in one go. It might have been a couple of goes, and then I walked. I don't. I don't remember exactly. But I don't think so. I'm pretty sure when they first got me out of the bed, yeah. I walked, and then I used it as my frame. Pretty certain it was within an hour. Um, I don't. I, I can't. I can't. I can't explain that. But it was just. It was incredible. It's like you accessed that part of yourself that remembered how to, but for someone else it mightn't happen as yes. quickly or as easily. Absolutely. Congratulations, well done. Pat yourself on the back. You're officially now a partner in positivity with us. If this is your first episode, ah, oh, we're so we're so grateful. If this is your 40th episode, we're equally as grateful for your ears, for your heart, for taking this time out for yourself and committing to your own positive mental health journey. Our intention for this podcast is for you to feel a little bit better afterwards. So we hope you take some time now to check in with yourself. How did you feel before? How do you feel now? And we've definitely done our job if you feel a little bit better. And especially if you want to come back for more next week. If you do want to support us, we actually have a Kofi donation page. It's ko-fi.com forward slash partners in positivity. 
we really value the work that we're doing we know there's so much positive and negative in the world and we want to contribute to people feeling their best so we appreciate all of the donations we've had so far and welcome any more that are on the way thank you in advance also if you got something of value from this and you want to share with friends or family to add to this trend of positivity in the world we would love to be tagged in any posts on social media Uh, you know where to find us other than that guys have an incredible week ahead and we look forward to feeding you some more nourishment for that beautiful mind that beautiful garden of yours next week